0: Welcome to Level Up Academy, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We are expanding our podcast to business leaders and community experts who are sharing their adversity that each one of us experience and share their story to inspire and inform our world. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator. An opportunities designer and a compassionate leader. Hello, level up listeners. Today I have a special guest, a fellow podcaster, and also someone who loves and is passionate about helping others when it comes to educators. Welcome to Level Up. Can you please introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Ba. I'm an early childhood teacher and educator, and now I mentor and coach new struggling early childhood teachers and also provide professional development for them.
0: Awesome. Well, welcome again. Can you tell me a little bit about your work in terms of how you are helping other educators?
1: Sure. I started, well, first I started in the classroom. I was helping other teachers when I needed, but I found that I struggled in my first year and didn't have that support that I really needed and wanted. And so I branched out of the classroom and started to support early childhood teachers specifically because that's my go-to in terms of their classrooms, so classroom management, layout, lesson planning, relationships with parents and with students, and all the things that go into the classroom, really. So that's really where my focus is. But um, I also know that teachers tend to um, identify only as teachers and get consumed by their teaching. So I also like to focus on their identity figuring out their identity out of their teacher
0: life yeah I can see that because sometimes we tend to latch on to our job and sometimes we get so consumed you're right because I'm just thinking back like the very beginning when I was teaching of course I didn't know what I was doing but I was willing to read and have anyone and I mean anyone who can help me mentor where am I going with this but my manager at that time, when I started, I think three months, and they wanted to promote me right away to team lead. And I'm like, well, what do you see in me? Like, why do you think I could do this? You know, like, what is it? Like, I'm, I'm feeling lost myself. What's going on? And they're like, no, we see that you actually try to be independent and research your own solution to the problem. More often yeah. than not, we wait for others to help us, And we get frustrated, right? And then after that, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to do what I need to do. And you just keep doing what you need to do. But you don't know what you don't know.
1: Exactly. I actually, I did the same thing. I came into my first year, had no idea what I was doing, didn't get the support. And the next year, I decided I was going to go back to school. I was going to learn while I was teaching. So I did a second bachelor's program, and I taught full-time to make sure that I knew what I was doing and so that I could be the teacher that I wanted to be.
0: Did that help, though, going back to school?
1: It did in some ways, and it didn't in others, because I do think that there are a lot of things that school doesn't teach you and that the only way you're going to learn is inside the classroom
0: doing it. I am actually super glad that we get to this conversation because I think your business and my business is trying to solve that problem. I call it the bridging the gap, right? Because mm-hmm. you can have as many degrees as you can have, right? It doesn't matter. It's unlimited, really. Like I'm working on my second master's, I already have a doctorate, I already have an MBA. And you're like, well, why? It's because I, the, to me, school is great for foundational theory right? These are the whole other people that are way smarter than you that came up with all these other theories. But just like food, think of it as like food, there's always going to be certain foods that you want to eat, or you feel like eating. So it's, school is the same. Your your buffet of food or your buffet of tools and different things is there. But are you going to eat all of it? No, you're not going to be able to consume it. You pick and choose what you feel like. And I feel like that transferable skills, because when you go to work your manager's like, oh, you need to do this. You know, you want to go to school and this is what in your degree and diploma said. And you're like, no, I, I haven't done that, you know, but then, you don't want to get fired. So you're like, okay. And then here you are in your desk staring cause you're stressed out. You don't know what, because you've never been shown. I think a lot of us is like, Oh, I'm not a, a visual learner. It has nothing to do with that. You need, it's, it's almost like an internship, right? Where you actually get to do things so that you can know how, and then you can pick, choose whatever you want. So can you tell me how or what kind of transferable skills are you giving your teachers through your business?
1: So, transferable skills for educators that could help them in their classroom. Honestly, we're talking about school and how school doesn't always help inside the classroom. And I think the biggest thing that teachers struggle with is management, behavior management, and just management in general in the classroom as a whole. Because it's not really taught. You're not really told how to go about that you're just kind of told that you're going to have 25 students in your class and here here's the curriculum this is what you need to teach and i think the biggest thing for teachers is if you can't have any kind of management in your classroom you're not teaching there's no lessons the kids aren't learning you're frustrated it's going to be chaotic so i think one big skill is figuring out before you even start the school year, figuring out what your management plan is going to look like, even if that means that you are asking other teachers for help, or you are um, investing in some kind of teacher mentor who can help you go through with it, or even if you do your own research and figure out, okay, you know when a kid does this this is how I'm going to respond. These are the consequences, and go from there. But I think that's one thing that so many educators are missing in their classroom, and have to learn once they're inside, and it gets a little bit too chaotic. Yeah, because there is no other solution.
0: I can see that, especially with a bunch of kids. Yes, yeah, so for me, I have a whole bunch of adults <laughs> who's already like really high up on their degrees. At one time, I had a medical doctor in my MBA class. And I asked him like, why are you getting an MBA? You've been a medical doctor forever. And he's like, I'm trying to open a business. And apparently my assistant told me I need an attitude adjustment and I need to take business classes to learn. I was like, oh, are we gonna have a problem? He's like, no, not if you make it. That's what he said, literally said that. And he's older, he's like, Probably 68 at that time. And, and I said, okay, well, no, I think this is great and I'm going to learn a lot from you. And he goes, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be teaching me? I'm like, yeah, theory, but you've been working for so long. So I'm going to learn something from you. So this is a mutual relationship we're having here. And I think you're right, though. A lot of teachers, how about like, what do you think about onboarding teachers before they teach for, you know, 90 days?
1: That, that is also a big gap. There is no real onboarding, not in the teaching world. You come into the classroom, you have a degree, you're expected to know exactly what
0: to do. Yeah, that's the gap. And and, and yeah, it is a problem. And that is a gap because that's why I'm trying to fill it with a higher education. And I think a lot of it, like, you know, people said, I got a question by somebody for another podcast and said, hey, when you got your bachelor's degree and you got your doctorate after your master's, You just say, I'm going to be a dean. I'm like, no, no one ever says that. No one ever wants like, Oh, I'm going to be a Dean when I'm done with college. It doesn't work like that. It just happened because I applied and I had a friend, but honestly, being a Dean is not really that funny and it's not fun. It's a lot of pressure because you're not just dealing with students. When you're a teacher, you deal with students, a little bit of admin, but when you're a Dean, it's like all admin students and faculty and other people, right? So there's so many aspects and there's no onboarding either. You either yeah. sink or swim, and you need to figure that out. So I think the figuring it out it sh- doesn't have to be so stressful. I think we need to surround ourselves with mentors who's had done it and then walk you through the daily, something that is micro-learning, right? Something we could chew on, and then we can just figure out how to swallow all this stress when we're yeah. in class, right? Now, yeah,
1: it's, I mean, we were talking about this earlier before we even hit record, the program that I'm I'm working on and I'm pitching is exactly that. It's that onboarding process so that teachers don't have to have all of that stress and overwhelm and have no clue where to who to turn to or where to go. They have that mentorship, they have that support and they can thrive.
0: Yeah, I think we need that. And I definitely need your information because I do know a lot of K to twelve teachers as well. And there's a lot, you know, the talk of Um, Even on LinkedIn, you see the great resignation. There's a lot of teachers who are quitting, but it's not like they, they always blame COVID for it. Do you think COVID is to blame for it? I feel like... COVID just kind of illuminated the current issue to the forefront, right? Because teachers before you have to be in your zip code or, you know, within the driving distance. Whereas today, because of technology, you don't need to be going to places. Even for K to 12, there's technology you can leverage. There's Zoom you can leverage. There's different type of LMS that you can use to teach today so the teachers are like well bring it you know I've already had all this two years experience or three years experience and now I have to deal with students then shooting is happening too at schools everywhere so that's another factor I think that that teachers are also considering and that's why you know they're leaving there's lots of pressure um how are you how is your company actually helping in that capacity I think
1: my company basically is um, giving teachers another mode of support to help lessen the stress, lessen the burnout, and remind them of why they got into teaching in the first place. Remind them the good of teaching. I, I think COVID exacerbated the bigger issue. I don't think COVID is the actual root of the issue, but I think teachers got, just got tired when COVID happened, and they were just like, forget it, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. And my, my company is there to show teachers that there's more to teaching than just the stress and the burnout, and hopefully with the added support, they can come back into it excited and ready and honestly be their best selves while teaching
0: leveling up. <laughs> leveling up. That's what it is, right? And that's why I love. I'm like anybody needs to level up, whether you're K to 12 or you're higher ed or you're professional. Sometimes when you're complacent, you don't feel good about yourself because you see others just moving so fast with you, but no one really is the driving force but yourself, right? Cuz you could have all the support for them, but if they're not willing to take the support, And you you really can't do anything, but for those who really do want support, this is wonderful, right? This is a wonderful thing. Now, how like when you were teaching, what made you kind of shift from, you know, being teacher there for K to twelve and then you're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm gonna do something that can actually help my fellow teachers.
1: So I have I actually never felt hundred percent at home in the classroom so like I I have friends who would be in the classroom for the rest of their lives and be super content doing it and for me I always felt like there was something more but I never knew what and then I when I went back for a master's degree I went back for a leadership degree because I was like okay maybe the administrative world would be good for me I don't really know and I saw I saw a teacher a colleague of mine struggle like, really struggle, not get any support from the administration, not really get support um, in the classroom. And it broke my heart because, like, I couldn't help her. There was only so much I could do. And I saw that there was a gap there, that, like, really there's the teacher inside the classroom who needs support, but there's also the administrator who needs the support, and they both need to be supporting each other. And there's a big gap. And so that's kind of where this business formed. Um, I tried the preschool administration and it just was not the right place for me. Um, And so I decided to like put my all into this business and say, okay, teachers really need the in classroom support. Here's what I'm going to do for them and create a program.
0: Now, is your program, yeah, is your program more synchronous or asynchronous?
1: It is – so the program goes week by week, but every teacher is going to go at their own pace, and I don't try to push them ahead because I know that that doesn't work. So if a teacher is struggling with one area that we're working on the week from the week before, then I'm going to keep them there and move them slowly into the next week. Um, But it's both – In person, it can be, if it's in this local area at this point, it can be in person. I can go in and help them in the classroom, but also do it online. Usually, if they're not from this general area I'm in New Jersey, if they're not in this general area, then it would be more online and Zoom, whatever other platforms we have.
0: We have a lot. I mean, you're talking about Adobe Connect. Zoom metaverse. Um uh-huh. I have an office in the metaverse. Uh yeah. I love it. I love it so much because everyone can just play video games until the meeting starts, you know. I'm like, go for oh, it, awesome. you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. So on my um I'm actually gonna do more training because a couple of my friends and faculty are like, oh, we want to do it, but it seems so intimidating. I'm not into games, right? I'm like, Mm. think of Blockbuster and Netflix. Think of Toys R Us and Amazon. If you don't go to that train of let's go, you're going to get left behind. I know it's uncomfortable, but if you're willing to learn to level yourself up, right, then let's go. If you're not willing to learn And just take a deep breath. It's going to just pass you by. All I'm saying, because it is what it is. And when you're teaching, especially online, it's so different than on ground. I did both. And Mm -hmm. I actually asked the student, like, how is it different in on ground? And I found out that on ground and online students feel the same way with student engagement. They don't have much even in on ground. I was kind of surprised. And I'm like, I wonder if this is a COVID thing. I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, I just don't know.
1: I don't know that it's a COVID thing, but I also, like, I did in-person classes also, and sometimes I just felt like I wasn't really getting much out of it. But I think it was because it was more lecture style, and there wasn't a lot of interaction. And a lot of times, students, in-person, not in-person, it doesn't matter, they need interaction to be able to actually, like, process the information understand the information and then possibly implement it depending on what they're
0: learning yeah i do what i do i think is i survey the student after the first lecture i always ask them towards the end like five minutes i'm like hey so we did a lot of lecture today not much exercise we get to know each other right but do you want to just do all exercise or do you want to do all lecture or do you want a combo of both and a lot of craziness in the middle? And they're like, craziness in the middle is good. I'm like, bring it. That's what I'm going to do. But it takes a lot on the teachers because when people say, oh, she's just teaching, you know, from nine to 10, I'm like, oh, but you know, the research I have to do before that nine o'clock starts, you don't get to see. I have to research, I have to read, I have to run it by somebody, make sure that I'm not thinking it's okay in my head, you know what I mean, like, there's so much preparation that people don't get to see with teachers. We work 12 to 15 hours sometimes, right? For for 20 students and we get paid 2 bucks an hour, like literally, you know what I mean? And we don't even get the respect like she did a great job. No, no, you just like, oh, she's teaching. Really? You're not you don't understand until you're in it, you know what I mean? Like um and sure. and then you add, you know, sauce of mess in there with having a bad student because they're just having issues at home. Then you add another student there that just don't want to do anything at all, even if they don't have any issues at home. Then you're trying to lecture over here and somebody over here are not ready for it because there's something going on or they're just not capable of listening right now. And then you're trying to manage that classroom and then admin doesn't support you. You're like, I'm done. Goodbye. Have a nice day, right?
1: That's what causes burnout
0: yeah that's
1: exactly it it's it's you're managing crazy and then you don't have the support or the guidance and you're like okay I'm done I'll see
0: ya yeah (laughs) and I'm I'm like you you want to go crazy let's go I'm gonna go crazy with you and all of my (laughs) students know like higher ed or k-12 I'm very animated but um I try my best to relate I think that's what it is because lecture is so boring I can't I'm I also I'm back to school I forgot to tell you I'm getting my second master's in cybersecurity, and lab work 30 hours a week and I work I have all this activities I'm dying so I told my (laughs) academic advisor I'm like I need a break this summer I just need a break I'm working on my third book by that time you know, fall comes in, I should be done. And she's like, she, she literally called me yesterday. Are you done with your book? I'm like, no, but almost, you know, um, I have kids and it's summer and oh my gosh, I'm full of excuses basically. But I'm so happy to get to know you and, you know, having support with the teachers. Now, if you have a project, obviously you already have your, your business, but if you have a project that you have no restrictions or limits, meaning no financial limits, no people limit, like you can bring anybody you want for a project, what would that be?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. So I am super passionate about my this um, this program that I've created. And if I didn't have any limits, um, I would bring in guest speakers to be a part of it and be able to pay them whatever they need. I would want to, would love to travel, even if it's just throughout the United States, to travel and be able to help those teachers in person instead of just limiting it to this local area so that um, I can go and really be in the classroom, be present with those teachers. Um, I mean, I would love to speak at different speaking engagements for teachers, supporting teachers, and not necessarily only early childhood. I think education as a whole has a lot of things that relate to every aspect and every grade. So that's kind of where my head would go is like wanting to travel more and you know speak more and be able to be present with those teachers even if they are not in this tri-state area.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great goal. If I had the money, I'd give it to you for sure. <laughs> And then we'll work together and we travel like, hey, let's go, you know, because I think that's what it is. I think you and I want to make an impact one teacher at a time, one program at a time, one podcast at a time to actually make sure that they have avenues and tools that we never have. But we learned it from the trenches, like we learn it through our own experiences and we would like to Mm -hmm. share it to the world and said, Hey world, if you are feeling this, this, it sounds like a, a drug prescription, you know, like if you have this feeling and this feeling and this feeling of the bullet, you need this. Right. And then, oh, and, and then little fine print. You could get bursting, you could cry, you could, right? Like, it sounded like a pill, but we're more, we're better because we're working on relationships, not permanent damage, right? On our liver, really. Yeah. 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 We, so that's how I see it. Sorry, my analogy sometimes. I was like, wait, it sounded like a pill.
1: <laughs> I mean, my, my dream would also be to make an impact outside of the United States. You were talking about how many countries... You're known in, and you're yeah. It's it's like amazing, and um, I my family is not from this country, and so like I would love to be able to like once um I get this out there into the United States, bring it to that country and like really make a difference.
0: So you and I can partner up. I'm trying to. I uh, had an interview with an engineer. Architectural engineer teacher in the Philippines, and he said he made me cry in that conversation because it broke my heart knowing that he said he lost a lot of students because A, they don't have internet. When they go to school, they have internet access. B, some of them don't even have a cell phone or no laptop. And even if they have a cell phone, there's no internet anywhere that you can buy. It's really the infrastructure is still horrible. And He would lose students because of that. And I said, oh my God, that broke my heart. I said, you know, I wish I was like Warren Buffett's great granddaughter, which I met him once um, because I used to work (laughs) for Geico. And I'm like, I would want to tell him, like, I want to educate for the better world. I want to help kids that, that want to do better for themselves without regard for where they came from. If they're willing to listen, if they're willing to learn, then let's go, right? Um, And and that's really what I want. I want to to give scholarship even for the classes that I'll be teaching uh, for them so that they can have something to look forward to. Just have that hope, you know, like when your life is so down, have that hope Um, is what I want. But this will be going out in 21 countries conversation. So you'll definitely be there. Um, What is the last thing that you would want my listeners to know in terms of your effort helping educators.
1: I want to make an impact on an educator's life. I want to be that form of support for them and help them in any way I possibly can, whether it's through this program or through my podcast or through one of my goals is to write a book, so through writing a book, whatever that might be. I want to make an impact so if they're struggling I want them to reach out and say hey I need help and see if I can help them whether it's through a free program a paid program a podcast episode whatever it might be
0: okay give me your podcast what's your podcast name
1: it's called shaping little minds
0: shaping little minds I love it (laughs) and um, do you have an email they can email you
1: yes um it's very long and I'm really sorry about that but it's um <laughs> ah.education.consultation at gmail
0: okay well when we get your website we're going to cut it to little minds <laughs> yes yeah yes it will be
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I love it well thank you so much for your time today I appreciate you
1: thank you for having me this was so fun
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have any questions, email me at Lua, L-U-A, at Level Up by Doc Leland. Doc Leland spells dot com. Lua by is open for consultations and courses will be offered soon. I will see you in the next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.